Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everyone. Happy Saturday. Also, happy day 13. I'm coming to you live. Uh, I'm downtown Toronto today. Uh, yesterday, I went to the uh, Rogers Women's Entrepreneur Awards, uh, which was super fun. So I'm in my hotel room. I don't mind our, our ordered food and whatnot and the mess. I don't know about you, but I make a total mess every time I'm in a hotel room. But I do clean it up. Um, I was just talking to Sonia and um so the, i just quick story first of all you got questions load them up i'm gonna get right to them but um i've only fangirled a couple times in my life i mean i've met a lot of famous people but um once i was in an elevator and um totally harassed gabby bernstein so i met her so the story sort of goes uh, I wanted to go see her for my birthday and Tony had planned this like spa day for me. And I was a little bit upset about not being able to go see Gabby, but I mean, Tony's amazing and he created this spa day for me. So I was like, you know what, Gina, suck it up. Like you're exactly where you need to be. You know, it's, it's, it's fine. I had a great time with Tony. And then in the elevator from the spa, as we were leaving, Gabby Bernstein legit walks right by me. And I'm like, oh my goodness, it's Gabby Bernstein. I I pulled Tony into the elevator with me. I completely lost it. I fangirled and I was like, Oh my God, you wouldn't believe it. I was supposed to go to your, your, your talk. Cause she was like, I, she was in Toronto doing a talk, I, but I didn't cause my Tony booked a spot day for me. And now I'm here and I get to see you and oh my God. And I love you. And then, then I heard from a friend later cause I posted the photo of me and her. And she said that she didn't actually do any meet and greets that day. So not only, you know, I got to meet her, but everyone else who went to go see her didn't have an opportunity to meet her. Anyway, so last night we're at this women's entrepreneurs. Like I'm a businesswoman, right? We're entrepreneurs. And Arlene Dickinson is there. And if you're local, you may know Arlene. She's on the Dragon's Den. She's like a huge businesswoman uh, here in Canada. And so I'm just so excited to see her. So I go up to her, I completely lose it. And I'm like, Oh my God, I need a photo. And then I just get a photo and then legit just kind of like walked away in a daze. So <laughs> that's my story for last night. Clearly I need to work on my networking skills. I need to work on my networking skills. Uh, anyway, how are you guys doing? Um, I am expecting that many of you are going to go out and about and go to some great events where there's going to be some great food and whatnot. Um, just like on the weekends, we don't want anyone stressing about that. Uh, the program absolutely takes into account those moments where you want to indulge and not want to worry about what you're eating and when and whatnot. So just remember, if you find yourself indulging for whatever reason, it's great if you can make it a conscious choice. But if you did, just be like, oh, I ate this and I didn't mean to eat that. And oh my goodness, you haven't ruined anything. So this is only our second weekend of the program. There's going to be many weekends to come. So if you found yourself indulging or finding yourself indulging this weekend, just keep moving forward. As we move forward, more and more of you are going to ask, should I go back? Should I repeat steps? It's really important that you just keep moving forward, especially as we start to make the changes week to week to week. So tomorrow, um, pop into the group or open up your apps, review the guidelines for week two. So week two is all about consistency. 
so super consistent about the food plan that it almost becomes like so boring. So by the time we roll into week three, I want the food plan to be so consistent. You're like, oh my goodness, like I'm so bored with it. And so what's going to happen when we get into week three is that's where we bust out our mindfulness and being in tune to our portions and really bringing awareness to what we're eating and when and how our body's responding now that it's had an opportunity to calm down. But that's also a week where you start to work through like issues and associations like eating out of boredom where you may have used food to for other things because you're no longer indulging in food for other things because you're just following this routine of the food plan. Um, so really important to be as consistent as possible next week, but also we're going to bring up the conversation of maximizing, which is one of my favorite conversations because it's all the things you can do besides food, water, and supplements. So more of the same next week, just as, which is why you can just keep moving forward at this point. We're also going to talk on Tuesday to Dr. Paul. If you don't know him, you're going to love him. We're going to talk supplements with him. Uh, so we got a lot to cover next week. Okay. Uh, waiting for blood work. Forgot my earbuds. Still happy to be here reading the comments. Hi, Krista. <laughs> um, so um, Facebook does have captions. So on most of our videos, you will notice they come on, except the live. I think you actually have to turn them on. So Facebook, I know if you can't hear me, then you can't understand what I'm saying. Um, but you can turn captions on. We also have them available in the app as well. And then we also have transcripts uh, available if you need. So we adhere by the AODA and all their standards. So just a heads up on that. Okay, let's get into your questions. I don't have my iPad. Okay. I've been consistent on plan and drinking lots of water, but still craving carbs. Okay. I am worried about drinking more than one liter of water an hour because I'm waking up at night to go to the bathroom, even when I stop drinking before 7 p.m. Any pointers? Okay. So first of all, you don't want to drink more than a liter per hour. That's kind of really kind of maxing out. So you really want to get on it early and spread it out throughout the day and get the bulk of your water in before dinner. And then just kind of sip if you're thirsty, right? Um, the carbs could be, um, the carbs could be residual craving. Like what time of day? Like, is that night that you're craving the carbs? Like that could simply be because you have a habit of eating sweet, something sweet after your meals or a habit of having something late at night. So it's just kind of like the habit. So when you're going through your regular daytime or nighttime routine, you're going to get triggered right? And that sort of like triggers, the triggers trigger your habits. And that's where your body's going to be like, oh, this is normally where I would have something sweet. So switching up your routine, believe it or not. So when it comes to the water, um, two different things, right? You're, you're craving carbs and and you're, you know, thinking that you're not getting enough water in. You may very well get be getting more than enough water in and you're craving carbs for other reasons. Sometimes we crave carbs when we're overeating. So if you have sugar, your body will want more sugar. And so because it's kind of same, same, the amount of insulin that your body produces when you have sugar is kind of the same of when you have a larger meal. So sometimes when you overeat, that'll cause you to crave carbs and sugar too. So having carbs can crave, can get you to crave more carbs or having sugar, you want more sugar. Um, is it actually like sugar that you're craving or is it hunger? Because it could be that you're not making your food choices nutrient rich. So for example, if you're just forcing yourself to eat salads at lunchtime, try adding some carbs in there, some rice, some quinoa, some potatoes or, or something. It could be that you are actually not having enough carbohydrates. So carbs are vegetable foods. 
vegetables, obviously fruits, and then your grains and whatnot, right? So maybe you're just having eggs for breakfast. Maybe try some oatmeal and then put some, you know, nuts and seeds and bump up the protein and nutrient value of that. If you've just been having salads, maybe you like salads, then try throwing some quinoa in there or some rice in there or whatnot, right? So, so it could be a few things. So water spread it out throughout the day. Also sip. Don't guzzle because if you guzzle, it'll go right through you. And then if you're craving car, if you're craving sugar specifically, right? Just switch up your, and at night, switch up your routine. If it's actually hunger and you're craving like your food doesn't have enough oomph to it, uh, make sure you're making it nutrient So a few tips for there. Um, this is my sixth session. Hi, Carolyn. Uh, down 31.4 pounds. I'm learning more about me and communicating with my body. With me, it's still a mind game at times and changing bad habits. Yeah. You know, like, so six sessions in, it may seem like, especially if you're new, you're like, oh my God, six sessions. But that's not really, that's like, you know, six sessions, like two years of your life, probably working on rewiring and reworking and unlearning and learning, you know, and making real change in your life far beyond weight loss. And so because we tie food into so many things in our life and have done that for so long, chances are it's going to take you a lot longer to work through those things, right? Sometimes you do the physical stuff and then the mental stuff. We talk about this in in maintenance quite a bit because people are done losing their weight and then realize they're not done the work to help to sustain the weight mentally, right? They're still working through stuff. I still find myself hurrying to finish, not chewing my food properly, telling myself to clean my plate, not drinking enough water. Yeah. All the old habits that I accumulated in 76 years, it's getting better, but they still creep in if I'm not diligent. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know how long it will take me, but I do know that I will get the next 70 pounds off eventually and will reach my family and forever. Yeah, heck yeah, you will. This, do you know what I mean? And you're trying to also do this while you're also trying to live life, right? And everything that comes along with your life as well. So that's a lot of years, like having your body function a certain way and having your brain function a certain way. And this is what sustainable weight loss is all about. And this is what I mean by healthy physically and also healthy mentally, you know, love this. Uh, good morning, Libby Losers, watching from uh, beside my campfire this morning. Oh, I love that. Hi, Devin. Uh, hoping to get up for a walk later this afternoon. So many of you tagging me in your walks. I love it. I normally listen a day late during my morning walk. This is my first live. Hi, Christine. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. That's how I... That's how I fe- felt when I met you, Gina. Oh, stop. I was just off the top. If you're just joining me, I, I was talking about how I'm downtown Toronto and I went to the Women's Entrepreneur Awards last night and I totally fangirled over Arlene Dickinson. Like I'm an entrepreneur, right? Like I would, uh, what I wouldn't give to give, to have her for five minutes. And she was literally standing right in front of me. And I just, I still can't believe that. I just, what is wrong with me? <laughs> Uh, we did meet some Libby losers too. So hi, if you're, if you're watching this, uh, Diana, hi, Diana. Uh, we met some Libby losers. Um, good morning, uh, down 10 pounds. I'm loving the program. It is honestly life changing. Uh, Gina, you're the best at giving the information. Aw, I don't know how well I'm doing today, but uh, I try. That's for sure. Uh, already bored of leafy greens. Yeah. So I want you bored rolling into week three. Now, some people will be like, I love this. I could do this forever. And that's great. But we do. We want it so root. You've made a lot of changes. You want your body to rely on the food coming in. You want your body to calm down. You're going to get more in tune to your portions. You're going to really notice how in tune you are. And all of a sudden, without counting and weighing and measuring, 
you're going to notice yourself not being able to finish your lunch, not being able to finish your dinner and just be like, oh, okay, I packed this portion for me or normally I would eat this whole thing. You're going to notice when you are so super, super consistent with following the food plan that you are going to get in tune to portions. You're going to notice your portions start to reduce and that you can't count, weigh or measure yourself into that, right? Like that's about really getting in tune and that's what following the food plan does. I was down five pounds, but now ended up getting sick. So have to follow the sickness protocol. Wasn't expecting to get sick this quickly. Yeah, that sucks, Kathy. Hope you feel better. So we do have a sickness protocol. You might not have paid much attention to it. If you're not sick, um, you will probably need it. So sickness is like its own tweak in a sense. So tweaks um, are what I refer to the changes that we're making to the food plan in the in the weeks and months to come. Uh, but sickness is like your own tweak because we piggyback the same detox process that your body uses when you are sick. Um, while you are giving your body what it needs and focusing on helping the body release fat, you will notice that it will actually help you, your body release fat. But while you are sick, your weight will be up because your body's retaining water. Also, while you're sick, you probably won't have much of an appetite because your body's not focused on processing and digesting foods. It's trying to detox this virus out. Like that's why a lot of times when you're sick, you'll crave sugar and you'll be like, I just, I need sugar or I need something sugary. And really it's your body just needs a lot of water in order to detox the sickness out. So that's why I say like sickness is like its own tweak because your body's already detoxing. So kind of same, same. So while you are sick, your weight will be up and then that you'll, you'll, you'll drop right back down to that five pounds, Kathy, when you start to feel better and your appetite comes back and then, and then probably even more so. So when you are sick, you want to follow the sickness protocol, which is kind of, it's sort of like um, a modified version of the food plan, but you don't want to force yourself to eat if you're not hungry. Cause I'll have people be like, Oh, I'm so sick. But I'm like doing all the things and I'm like, no, you don't want to do that. You just want to like really, you know, like just be in tune to your body's needs, get lots of rest, really focus on, you know, helping your body heal or get over the sickness. So whenever you are sick, just follow the sickness protocol and then you can pick up from exactly where you left off when it comes to following the program. So hopefully you feel better soon. Good morning. Fourth group here. Crushed the first one, stumbled through the second and didn't finish the third. I consider myself an introvert, introvert but have really realized that I have the most success when I participate in this awesome community. Ah, I love it. Um, so here I am. I was overconfident and MIA for, for most of my struggle time. Intention this week is to check in more in the group and chat with all you lovely losers out for a walk with my dog on this beautiful morning and listening in. You know, can we just talk about that for a second? Cause Sonia and I were just talking about this, you know, I went to this event last night, right? And for the most part, people are just kind of keeping to themselves. Like it's a networking thing, but I'm just like for a networking thing, people weren't really networking. Um, and you know, it's, it's tough. It, it, it's tough and you can feel really lonely. You can live in a house full of people and you can be in a room full of people and just kind of really feel really lonely. And that's what I really love about this community is like you're not alone. Um, you know, there's, there's people here to support you, like not just my amazing team, but you know, other people in our community. And we're all just trying to like wake up, live our best lives and, you know, lose this weight. Right. So immersing yourself in the community, there, there is science behind that and feeling like you're part of something. And we actually, we don't, we can't get access to all your private information in our app or whatever. But what we can tell is that when people are continually showing up in the app and continually showing up in the group, they're more likely to be successful at reaching their goals and following through. You know, even just to, even just to say to you, okay, like you're struggling right now, but that's okay. 
Do you know what I mean? You can still focus maybe on drinking your water. You can still maybe try to get in that breakfast and then work on the breakfast and then the snack. You can still, you know, show up and do what you can for yourself. You know, you don't have to be perfect at any event, just showing up for yourself, you know, popping into the group and watching the check-ins or reading comments. And even if you didn't follow anything is still like saying to yourself, I'm still, I'm here, I'm focusing on this. Right. And so maybe if you were in that community at the time, you would have been, you know, that would have like been enough to kind to keep you so I mean, sometimes we don't have the capacity and life is really smacking us but yeah there's something to be said this was a real takeaway in our last group um in our spring summer group with all of our with all of our uh spill the tea guests so if you're new we have these spill the tea segments where we invite members on very real journeys and not like not everyone's like oh my god i crushed the program like real journeys that we like break it down and talk about it and that was a big takeaway was like being part of the community because so many people too are just using the app and then they get into the, they don't realize how amazing the actual community is, you know? So I love that. Any tips to plan for success for Thanksgiving? Uh, I'm going to a family get together and we'll eat before I go. Uh, we'll bring a veggie and cheese tray to avoid the tempting appetizers. Anything I can do. Okay. So, so really have a great week leading up, right? Um, you can say, Hey, Thanksgiving comes around every year. Been there, done it, had the turkey, had the stuffing, had all of it. I'm going to stick to plan, right? Um, or you can be like, Thanksgiving only comes once a year. And so I'm going to eat all the stuff. Yeah, it really just depends. I think what you want to do is make a plan for yourself. I love bringing your own food. That's really easy. You bring a veggie tray and, you know, your, your, your own healthy snacks. That's a way to kind of, you know, quite easily kind of just, you know, eat something other than chips or, you know, whatever might be presented. I think the biggest thing is not actually being prepared. I think it's knowing what your plan is. I am going to go and I'm going to eat all the things. And then I'm just going to get back at it the next day. Um, making sure you're having a normal eating day, the day, like the, that day leading up to Thanksgiving dinner. And then make sure you have a normal eating day the day after Thanksgiving. So you're not punishing yourself for overeating and then not eating all the next day, which is like the worst thing that you can do, which just reinforces that, you know what I mean? Your bodies need to store fats. So that's more of, that would be more my tips. Um, by the time Thanksgiving rolls around, which is, when is it? When's Thanksgiving? Monday, October 9th. Okay, so it's in like two weeks, right? Two yeah. weeks, three weeks. So by then we're going to be working on mindfulness, which is asking for questions about getting in tune before you even eat. Am I hungry? If I was to eat all of this, how would I feel right now that I'm eating? How would I feel if I take a few more bites when I stopped? How did I know I stopped eating? How do I feel when I walk away? So you're going to have a, you're going to have a couple of weeks of really being in tune. I uh, have some good momentum under your belt. So, I mean, so, so when I say, how is this portion for me? That the, the Thanksgiving is a great example. You know how you get your plate and you're now like at my family, we all kind of do a lineup. We have the food out and you get your plate. And so, you know, when you're in the line and you're, you're, you're putting like the turkey and everything on your plate and the creamed onions and all of those things. And you just know, okay, this is way too much. Like this is way too much. I can't eat all this. And then you actually end up eating it all because you is so good and <laughs> then you overate it. So that's what I mean by like, you'll be asking yourself, how is this portion for me? And 
you'll, you know, it's way too much, right? Um, so you can by then kind of be in tune and just eat the things you want to eat and be in tune to eat enough to feel satisfied. So you don't have to not have it. You don't have to overeat it. You could also just choose to have it and eat it in a way that you're actually in tune to your portions and then walk away feeling really good about the choices that you make, right? So if it's one of those things where your grandma's made her, you know, famous pumpkin pie, like eat it. You know, like eating that pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving is not the reason why your body's feeling you need to store fat and it's not going to stop you from reaching your goals at the end of the day. So, um, so yeah, just normal and drink water throughout the day, right? Drink, drink water throughout the day so that, you know, at least you're not going in there dehydrated and craving carbs and craving sugar and any of those things and make sure you have that good breakfast in the morning followed by your snacks leading up and then, yeah, and then be in the moment, but make a plan for yourself. What's my plan for Thanksgiving? And how do I want to feel the next day? And not just physically, but mentally, what's it going to mean to you, right? Or you can be like, I'm just going to be in the moment and see what happens. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I went to watch a live event on TV uh, that we can't PBR from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. How do I manage that? Oh, like you're talking my live event. I was like, what are what's happening right now? I want to watch a live event on TV that we can't PBR from 10 p.m. Wait, yeah, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. How do I manage that? Is it just me? I can't, I want to watch a live event on TV that we can't PVR from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. How do I, I think I had too much to drink last night. I can't, uh, what? Next question. What's next, yeah. I'm not sure. Maybe, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure what's, I'm not sure what's happening right now. Um, I want to watch a live event on TV that we can't PVR from 10 a.m. to How do I manage that? What? I'm, I'm not sure what you're saying, Grace. Um, that's funny. If someone can give me some clarity on that. Uh, 3.8 down today. Yesterday was 4.8. Went out last night to a birthday dinner for a friend. Had a bloody Caesar and one glass of wine, but danced and had so much fun. Yeah, you did. I love that. I love that. Uh, good morning. Talk myself out of being a failure for a loss of 0.2. I lose so slowly. Hi, Paula. I am still successful having lost 4.2 pounds in two weeks. I have many years of dieting. I'm 60 years old and this is my finally and forever. Yeah, it is. So, Okay. So I know it is so terribly frustrating when you sign up for a weight loss program and you haven't lost any weight yet or, you know, 0.2 pounds, whatever that might be. So it is still so totally normal to have not lost any weight. Um, I think it's like 80, I, I posted stats the other day. They're over on my website. So 87% of members see a loss by week four, I think, or week five. So I think 37% 
in the first like week and then so so it's it's so normal and you will have returning members who will tell you I didn't lose any weight until like halfway through the program then I lost 30 pounds uh Lee one of our program specialists the first program she ever did she she didn't lose any weight till week seven and I think went on to lose 40 pounds in the back end and I think now she's lost like 130 she's lost 130 pounds at this point and didn't lose any weight down now 130 well go go check her she's in the her bios in in the uh, meet the team bio so go check that out uh i think she's down 130 now um but she didn't lose any weight her first program and legit until week seven so it's so the thing is is that you're so used to losing really quickly on those deprivation diets like that's where they hook you right because you you go on them right away your, your weight drops because you're starving and depriving and your like it's water weight and all of that with this is obviously if, if you did start losing right away it's not water weight because you're drinking all the water and eating all the food um but you're used to that payoff and then so what what people forget is that okay they lost weight really quickly on that diet but then it got to a point it stopped working for them then they had even eat even less exercise even more it felt like a fight and then they gained even if they did reach their goal they gained it all back plus more so that that's how those diets work so with this like you might have to put that time in the front end to get your body to trust that you're going to continue to give it what it needs especially if you're used to going long periods out with without eating and not eating enough um or your body's choosing to repair and rebuild and make change right um like just like when i use that example of cutting your hand you cut your hand your body heals it but there's all sorts of healing and repairing and rebuilding that's happening internally and if you've spent years starving and depriving yourself not giving your body the nutrients it needs and all of a sudden you are eating this nutrient-rich food and giving your body what it needs your body's gonna like take those resources and make change which is why you should notice change happening right like your your scale's gonna drop you're either gonna drop weight or you're gonna notice your body making change so it's totally normal but i'm not gonna also disregard the fact that it can really mess with your head when you are so excited about signing up for a weight loss program and your weight hasn't started to move yet. It, it can still mess with your head when the scale goes up, even though it's not real weight gain. Do you know what I mean? It can mess with your head when the scale goes down and then it goes back up. Like even though it's not you didn't really gain weight back, it's just that's normal. And then eventually, you know, you know, it'll settle back on that that low. So even though we know this to be true, it can still really mess with us. So this is why you really, I wish I, we could bottle up the feeling of being here at the end, like how you'll be able to reflect back and see how it all comes together. And then just everything really accumulates uh, over the course of the three months. Like you may think that that point two and that point this, that point that don't really add up, but your mind will be blown how much those little numbers on the scale will add up. Plus, the way we lose weight, because we're doing it in a healthy way, it's just way different than how you lose weight when you do a deprivation diet, where you may lose a lot in certain areas. But with this program, you're going to lose it in layers. So legit, like all over, like your size, your fingers, some of you, your feet will change. Like you lose it everywhere, which is so much better for skin. I remember someone was asking about skin yesterday. Um, so it gives the, the skin an opportunity to regenerate around your new frame. So losing 20 pounds this way will look like 40 pounds. Like if you did one of those deprivation diets, like it just, it, it's, it, it, you'll look like you've lost so much more. In fact, we have people all the time. We'll talk about, so I pulled out my clothes that I, you know, say you say you're, you're, I don't know, you, your goal is like 140. And you have a pair of pants that you wore when you're 140. Well, you can reach like 160 and then put those pants on and then they're going to be too big for you. So we say this all the time. I was talking to someone the other day and they're like, when I was, a, when I was at, at this weight, 
I was a size 12 when I did, when I lost weight before. Having done the living method and being back at this weight, I'm a size eight. That's how much your body will change, right? So it's totally normal. But also, I mean, this is why don't let, don't, don't let your mind mess you up and, and take you out of the game. That's really important. And so if you need to be, if you need to like, just get reassurance, right? Like, Hey, like, Oh my God, is this normal? Yeah, it's totally normal. Do you know what I mean? Like read over that scale post, the, the, what, like really look at those, um, we attached visuals in the, what does weight loss really look like? Those are actually real members scales. And actually, if you go into the group, this is why being in the group is so amazing. So if you go into the, if you go into the group and you read that post, um, what weight loss really looks like where we attached real member scales underneath in the comments, you will see our returning members are also sharing their scales. So you can, if you're using the living method app, you can actually export your graph, right? So, you know, where you're, you're graphing it. So if you were, if you're, um, taking your weight every day and then you click the scale beside it, it'll actually take you to the graph. Well, you actually be able to see that. And so if you go into the group and you, look at that post, you're going to look at, you're going to see real members sharing their very real journeys. And you'll be able to see how it goes up right before it goes down. You'll be able to see once they hit a new low, it'll go back up. You'll be able to see the plateaus. And, but what you'll be able to see is the downward trend. And you can't see the downward trend yet because it's still so early in the program. So if you have that downward trend, there might be all sorts of up, downs all around and plateaus and stuff. And it's just going to look chaotic. You really need to normalize fluctuations on the scale and really look at the overall picture of that downward trend. And so I can take a ruler on everybody's graph and be like, there's the downward trend. You can see it. It's obvious. But if you expand it and really look at it, you're going to see all those ups and downs and plateaus because you're going to think, oh my God, this person lost 60 pounds. Well, that's amazing. But go in and really look at what that scale looks like. So anything that you can do to, to bring realness to reality of this scale it's just for so many years you were taught that like, if, if you hit a plateau, your diet's not working for you anymore. You were taught that if the scale goes up, you've gained weight, right? Like that's what you've been taught your entire life, especially those of you who've done Weight Watchers, you know, where you, you, you reach a low and then you have to, in order to keep that lifetime membership, you have to maintain that when in reality, it's so normal for your weight to fluctuate, right? Also, depending on you, when you weigh in, like if I weigh myself this morning versus like, Tonight, I can, my scale can be up eight pounds. I, I, we have sometimes people be like, Oh my God, I weighed myself at night. I gained eight pounds in a day. Like you, you didn't gain eight pounds, but the scale can fluctuate, you know? Um, take pictures and measurements. You may lose inches over numbers on the scale. Yeah, this is a great idea is to take measurements. Um, we were working on a place in the app where you can record that. Um, sometimes when you're taking member, um, measurements, your body can shift though. And, and so, well, you know what I suggest more than that? Look in the mirror, like look in the mirror every day. And I'll say this to clients and I'll be like, are you noticing any change? And they'll be like, what, what do you mean noticing any change? And I'll be like, what do you mean? What do I mean noticing any change? And that I'm like, don't you, when you look in the mirror, can't you see the difference? A lot of people are like, I don't look in the mirror. I'm not going to look at myself. Right. Um, but look in the mirror every day and you'll be able to literally see like, especially as we progress, like the next size of you, like shining through. Um, that's happening to me. I keep going at point two or point four, but I just have Gina's voice in my head saying, trust the process. Yeah. So, so here's where you want to, here's where you want to, um, know what's happening on the scale verse and also how you are feeling 
and then also what the choices that you're making. So if you go down the scale today and it's up, you want to look back. Did I have salty food yesterday? Did I drink enough water yesterday? How was my sleep? Did I work out? Is my body sore? Like, do I feel, and then, and then you're like, you're like, no, I, I, you know, stayed on plan for lack of a better word, did all the things. And then you want to be like, okay, how am I feeling? Right? Well, I feel kind of just fatty and I feel a little bloated and, you know, like I've looking for those signs of detox, right? Extra hungry at night, um, heading to bed, waking up three, four o'clock in the morning, water not being appealing, kind of feeling a little fatty, like just kind of like, yeah, why I'm doing a weight loss program. Why do I feel fatter than ever? So then you're like, okay, my weight is up because it's about to drop. So that's what I mean by really trying to understand and, and getting to know what weight loss looks like and feels like to you. So you'll be able to actually pick up on your patterns of behavior. Like you'll, you'll get to know when your scales to drop. So if you come in and you read the comments, you'll see a lot of our uh, returning members being like, oh my God, the, my scale's up and I feel like garbage today. Yay. Because they know that their weight is about to drop, right? So it doesn't mean that's not going to still freak you out every time it's up, but it's true. Um, yes, I got to go. Loving this program. Yesterday, working from home, I realized by all the extra things I didn't snack on add up, like giving my grandson a cookie. Uh, I'll have one too without thinking or chips or whatever. But when you think about all those little extras you pop in your mouth without thinking, it's so crazy. You have it even, right? You see it. I'm going to have it. Yummy. I do that sometimes. And I'm like, why am I eating this? Like, I don't even want this. <laughs> no. Uh, and that like still, right? Uh, so yesterday I was so aware of what was not going in my mouth. Mind blown down 13 pounds. Uh, and happy to keep going. Uh, today I'm up a pound. There you go. Um, yeah, right. Like that's so also if you like to cook, right, you're, you're tasting and you're, you're cooking. I used to do this with clients. Um, Nick, you're going to just get into your portion. So you don't have to worry about this. I'm not suggesting that you do this, but especially people who love to cook. And I'm like, well, do you, do you taste your food when you're cooking? And some people do like they're eating while they're cooking. And so I would get some people to be like, every time you eat something, put some on a plate. And what they realized is that they were eating a whole dinner before they had their dinner and it was just strictly out of habit and whatever. And then they would sit down and then they, because they're taught to eat everything on their plate and they're just portioning out for them what they portion for everybody, right? Like everybody gets the same portion, regardless of how hungry or not hungry you are or what your body actually needs. And then everyone is taught to eat that whole portion, right? So yeah, being aware of what you're not doing, um, albeit not indulging, but also not following, not, you know, or being aware of the things you are doing, like indulging or whatever. There's so much to be learned in what you're not doing, uh, just as much as what you are doing at the end of the day. That's why you can't mess it up. As long as you're like open to be like, why do I keep doing that? Like you might, um, for example, you're going along, you're like, oh, I really miss pizza. And you're like, okay, I want pizza. I want pizza. I want pizza. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to have the pizza. And then you eat the pizza. Oh my God, I needed the pizza. I should need the pizza. Here I am having the pizza. Right. And then you, you walk away like, oh, I did I have the pizza and I ruined everything. And then you get up the next day. Oh my God, my weight is up because I had that pizza and whatever. I want to get you to a point where you're like, oh, there's some pizza. Yeah, I'm good. I don't really want it. Or I'm going to, I, you know what I mean? I'm going to have the pizza and I'm going to enjoy it. And that's it. Right. Um, sometimes someone will bring donuts into the office and you just take one because everyone's taking one and then you eat the donut and then you don't feel good afterwards. Right? Like you don't, you don't feel good afterwards and you're like, why did I eat the donut? And then you're going to realize, oh, I ate that. I didn't even really want it or I wanted like the idea of it. I ate it and I didn't feel good. And so then when someone brings the donuts in again, 
you're gonna look at the donut and you might eat it again. And you might be like, why did I do that again? I don't feel good after this donut. You know, I'm not sure why I had it or why do you eat the whole thing when you were like satisfied after a couple bites of the donut, right? That's something that also gets weird. Like you don't have to eat the whole donut just because it's a whole donut. Like you're not not wasting food by not putting it in your body, right? Like you don't need it. So, you know, why, why don't you, why can't you just have a piece of the donut, you know? Um, and so then the third time someone brings donuts in the office, you're going to get to a point by bringing awareness to how you're feeling, not just physically, mentally, you're like, ah, oh, you know what? Actually, I don't really want the, do- I don't want the donut. And then you'll bring up how you feel. So this is like your body will make new associations to foods that you think that make you feel good or that you're enjoying, but you're not really enjoying. So you're either going to take the time to indulge and actually enjoy it. Or you're going to be like, no, thanks. Like those donuts, they look good, but I don't want a donut because you legit just don't want a donut. Um, and I always talk about how every Christmas I go to this, like, um, this, like, uh, this toy tea, like it's a fundraiser and they have like amazing, um, you know, donuts and treats and all this like fabulous stuff. And always, you know, cause people know that I'm there and they're like, how do you not eat all this? And I'm just like, it's not, I'm not trying to not eat it. I'm not trying to be here and not eat it. I just legitimately, I'm not interested in it. Like it looks delicious. Like I, it looks amazing. No doubt it's yummy, but I actually just don't want it. And so that's where we want to get you to a point, you know, where you just, you don't want it. So it's all about those things, bringing awareness to what you're not having or what you are having. And that's intuitive eating. That's learning to trust and that this is where your body will eventually tell you when to eat, what to eat, and how much to eat. This is why we can't keep feeding into our wants. We have to really, really be in tune with our body's actual needs right now while we're doing the program so we can reconnect in other ways. And it's really hard, you know, when you're indulging and, and giving into those things, treating yourself, having that square chocolate, having this, having that, although they're not going to stop you from reaching your goals, that the bigger picture is in reconnecting with food in a different way where you can be in your, a room full of your favorite food. And if you don't want it, you don't want it. Like you don't, you're just like, ah, I know I don't need it. Um, I don't want it actually. I'm fine. Or you're like, oh, I'm going to have it. And then you enjoy it. And then you, that's, it you move along so it's really hard to break those old habits and ways of thinking and those triggers and all of that without kind of just kind of do you know what I mean just really focusing on what your body actually needs over your wants so that one day once you've lost the weight you can trust when your body tells you when to eat what to eat and how much to eat and then you're getting rid of that negative space in your brain that's constantly consumed with what you're eating or not eating right so so that's kind of the whole point i gotta go i gotta go because they're gonna kick us out of this hotel room first and these ladies probably gotta get up and and we gotta get rolling so and i gotta eat i think today's like a bacon and eggs kind of day uh thanks for joining me um it's always fun when i'm away i love our saturday uh lives i hope that you're enjoying the program um remember to ask any questions that uh, you have read that science Saturday post and read every science. I do highly suggest it. And you can also download an app where it actually reads it for you, like an audio version. One day I will read them and put, put them into audio versions. I highly suggest it. It's super cool, especially with set points, kind of the base of the program to read about that. Also, the takeaway from the, the science post today is, is like all the reasons your body doesn't want fat because of all the problems that it causes. And although we don't want to dwell on that, we also want to really um, strengthen that belief that your body's not trying to make you fat and screw you over here. Your body's your number one cheerleader. It's on your side. It wants you to be healthy. It wants you to be happy. It wants you to successfully follow through on this program. So kind of really wrapping your head around that and understanding 
um, can be really beneficial in understanding that your body is absolutely on your side and there is zero science there of all the science out there there is zero science that says you can't lose this weight there's lots of reasons why it may not be easy for some of you while it would take longer for others there's so many reasons but there's one thing i know for sure and that it is there is zero science that says you can't lose this weight. Um, so I highly suggest that you uh, take some time to review those science posts. Um, pop into the group and read over those guidelines tomorrow. Let us know if you have any questions. More the same consistency and maximizing. Maximizing is super cool. 20 questions, 150 sub-questions you can ask yourself and things that you can do to be proactive with the process. So there's way more that you can do to get and keep that scale moving besides what you are eating and when and any supplements that you may or may not introduce, which we're going to talk about on Tuesday, which are not a supplement program, but we are going to have a conversation for any of you who are interested. Have an amazing day, everyone. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow or I'll check in tomorrow and I'll see you Monday. Bye. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.